what's up guys this is episode nine of harder than it looks podcast i'm your host sterling gray with my co-host hey hey it's your girl jay no we were supposed to uh drop last week sorry about that we uh still figuring stuff out for the wedding uh had to do the seating placements very stressful i didn't realize how stressful it was until <laughs> we started doing it um crazy yep very crazy but um that took up a lot of the time and you know by the time we realized it was like we we didn't really get the part today so it's like we'll just knock it out next week so here we are and, um i want to get into uh just some relationship topics uh so this first one is you know just being hypothetically because um neither one of us have really went through this but i just want to touch on like how would things be if like we were dating somebody and uh we had sex with them and the sex was great but we were the only ones that planned on it being a serious like relationship but they only wanted it to be a one night stand so my thing is if i meet a girl if i go out and i meet a girl and you know say we 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 hit it off we talking we having drinks we having a good time and then we leave and let's say we we go back to her place right and um you know we're chilling at her place and then it leads to us getting in the bed and we have sex and sex is great like nothing was wrong nothing went wrong but then the next day i want to like make it serious with her and i tell her this but she was just like well i like you but i don't want to be with you like you 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 a nice guy but i don't i'm not looking for nothing serious right now so and then just proceeds to act like you know to last night didn't happen so for me that's that it would be hard because like with with people who um with people who have a good sex game tend to be you know they they don't they they aren't looking for anything serious it's a hard and then when you catch feelings for this person and they don't feel the same about you it can be complicated because you you might not find nobody else or very few people with the same sex game that you know they could be on par with theirs so i just feel like you gotta not have like you gotta your expectations can't be that high when you go out like you you, you gotta I'm not saying like they gotta be low, but like they gotta be somewhere in the middle. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have an expectation. Like or be just looking for somebody that's relationship material or assume they relationship material when you go out to certain places. Because I feel like you can end up being let down and be in that situation because it's. This is not a good situation to be in, but 
how would you feel if you was in that situation and you met a guy, you know, out somewhere and y'all went back to this place, y'all handled business, and then, you know, y'all wasn't on the same page with what y'all was looking for? Like I've told you, I have no um, experience or understanding of this uh, since I've only been in a relationship pretty much my entire life. So I'm going to use examples from other things um, <laughs> in regards to uh, the whole situation at hand. Um, I'm just one of those people that would date to marry in the first place. So or with the intention of marrying and. Uh, I'm going to let you know that that's the type of person that I am and that I'm looking for something long term. So don't play games with me um, because I find sex to be a highly um, spiritual and intrusive thing, especially as a female. Like um, you can, you know, you can pretty much attach your soul to somebody else with having sex with someone and doing that for just a temporary thing and all the risks that can come along with it. No, I'm good. That's not a major priority for me. So that's another reason why I have not and will not be in that situation. But um, uh, the show on Netflix, Outer Banks, uh, <laughs> uh, shout out to Netflix for, for that. It was trending last week and the week before. Um the two of the characters uh pope and key like our best friends and key finally like laid it out on pope and he's probably been in love with her for like the longest of time and yeah she wanted to pretend like it never happened and go back to being friends and blah 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 blah, blah. and it was really difficult for him to do so which is completely understandable i might add because not only was he like having mad feelings for little homie, um, like she also has a bomb personality and has been your best friend, and you got like permanently friend zoned moving forward. That's terrible, terrible. Not a fan of that. Um, like you have to run those risks when you know that you're messing with somebody that you would prefer to be friends with. Why? Why do that to them? Especially if you know, you know, your thing is thinking. <laughs> Respectfully. You know, you know what you can do in between the sheets. That's the best way I'm going to put it. You know, you know that you have uh, trapped some people like prey and freaking like I don't, I don't even remember what that venus flytrap like you know you have a venus flytrap that will trap a man permanently after one good time yeah so but you, you might not know unless y'all set those boundaries before you do it like look i'm not looking for nothing serious right now this is just one night for me you know Unless you, unless that is said beforehand, then you don't know. But you should have that conversation beforehand because you ha now, like, especially in this society, you have to have that whole conversation of consent and everything. So why not be like, hey, if we're doing this, I'm going to expect a call the next day, like, to, like, 
hang out. Like I'm, I am not a one night stand individual. Then that needs to be said before we leave the with the club Correct. bar level yet. Correct. But a lot of the times when you drink in and you know you you in the moment, a lot of that stuff go out the window. Yeah, but and then you and then you find yourself, you know, in the bed the next morning. Like, what are we like? But see, that goes into a deeper conversation because typically, like, you can't legally consent while under the influence of anything else. No, because you're not thinking straight. Correct. So that's a bigger conversation to have than just like the whole one night stand prowess. If you're one of those people that are sitting there having that conversation about being two consenting adults, um, then that conversation should come up if you know that you are one of those people that wants it to go further than just tonight. So, yeah. And like I said, one of those people I date to marry. So I'm not... I'm not about that life in general, nor do I ever want to be. <laughs> well, you want very few people that's not thinking about just being out here. You know, if you out there and wanting to have your hot girl summer, or you know your bad behavior, uh, bamboo. I don't know what to. I don't know what to call that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Go go ham, my my fam. Like you're good, you're okay. But I I didn't know what the the version of uh, I guess a hot boy summer. Um, yeah, I don't. I was trying to come up with something for dudes, and I had no idea. Okay. So yeah, that's that. So, um. Okay, so I mean, if that's the case, how you feel about um, a, a a female having a guy as a friend? Like, how long do you think it can last without something happening in between them? Because let's just say one is attracted to the other, and you know, that depends on whether or not that person's withholding the information or not. You can have platonic friendships in between females and males. I mean, you see it. My best friend is a dude and a man of honor in my wedding. So, and has never attempted or even like fainted, hinted to ever feeling in that way for me. And it's been 10 years of friendship now. Um, So... Yeah. Yeah, he was never trying to tell you. I'm talking about correct. Like, let's just say he was. But there's dudes out there that will sit there and so like hold it back because they'll sit there and be your friend just to wait until you break up with a dude. Yeah. So that they can shoot they shot. Yeah. Do you understand how betraying that is as a female to know you sat here and played this game with me, pretending to be my friend for the past. However many years, just so you can get in my pants. That completely destroys trust amongst each other. Because some dudes are willing to wait and plot for that. Yeah, but the fact that you plotting on me sexually, I'm not about that life. Like, that's not okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because imagine if it was the other way around and females do that, right? Prime example, um, that little girl you met when you was in community college and was like, oh, you know, she got a boyfriend, I got a girlfriend. She ain't even looking at me like that. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. The moment I got started seeing them hair pictures coming in your phone, I knew what it was. We all knew what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they throwing out those obvious hints that they're really looking for something more in relation to you, then, yeah, either you tell them, yeah, that's what I want, or end it right there. I'm not... I'm not entertaining somebody to be a fake friend. Period. Mm. Um, I feel like well, the situation was different. Um, Wait, tell them how the situation is different. When you already in a relationship and you meet somebody and. Uh, you start talking to them on the side and in a non-platonic a more romantic way when you when you relate when you meet them and your relationship is already in a bad place and it gets worse when this person comes into the picture um it starts to complicate things so the this person now pretty much becomes your crutch when you don't want to talk to your significant other and eventually they become the replacement because you've been talking to this person about your significant other you've been saying you know how you feel and what you've been going through and you wish things could be different and you know they telling you like you know things would be different if he was with me and right but take that and then say the same thing on the flip end it wasn't at that time the healthiest relationship on either side and that was right when I also met my best my male best friend as well he could have taken that opportunity to also like swoop in and do the same thing after hearing me complain about everything in regards to our relationship and flip it and be like if you was with me blah 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 and did not do that it really just in, depends on the actual character of the person and what their underlying expectations and interests are in you if they are there to mess up your relationship, then they will mess up your relationship. If they are there to be a supportive figure in your life, then they will be a supportive figure in your life. Well, everybody's intentions are different. Right. So that's the, that's the main thing. If For a platonic relationship to work, you have to make sure that the intentions are clear and understood on both ends. And that they don't falter. Yeah, but a lot of people, if it's one-sided, and just to say both of y'all are y'all are single and if one person is attracted to the other one you might you might wait to tell them because you don't want to mess up what y'all have now 
And then you have to figure out what is the right time to tell them. And when you do tell them, is it, you know, is it going to affect your relationship like you thought it was? Or coming to find out were they feeling the exact same way you were, they just didn't know how to tell you or when to tell you or how you was going to take it when they told you. So it's, it's, it could go either way, but I think it's, a lot of people don't think it's possible because for dudes, and I saw Steve Harvey say uh, something about it on his show. So he was like, um, when when guys do it, we automatically are becoming your friend because we like you, and at some point we're gonna wait for the right time for you to let for you to let us in. Once you let us in, that's it. Like we can get what we want, and then we decide if we want to stick around or. If we just gonna be friends with benefits or whatever, but it was like the dudes that are willing to wait and be in the friend zone till one day they are let out of the friend zone. No matter what, it's always um, sex is always the end goal. So, but how healthy is that? How? Why are women objectified to the point where sex is always the end goal? Because. Not because I've loved her and I realized that I loved her since the moment I saw her type of thing. Not even. I mean, well. Why is always sex love the is, end goal? Well, I wouldn't say love, but like you just had feelings for her when you saw her. And you getting to know her. And. You learn certain things about her. So when she when she becomes comfortable with with talking to you about certain things, now you feel like you're getting closer to getting your feet in the door. So once you get your feet in the door, you you know what I'm saying, you gotta figure out what your real intentions are. Are you really trying to be her friend right now? Or are you like are you trying to get the draws? Like but in society, dudes is like, no, we trying to get the draw. So we gonna we gonna go through what we gotta go through. Like whatever she going through, we we want to be the the top five people that she can talk to. Whatever she going through, like. But do you do you realize how betraying, betraying that is? It is. Like if you were lying to me for years if, just yeah. to get in my underwear and see what my sex game is like. But we're not thinking that, like some of us ain't thinking about that. I ain't gonna speak for all dudes because I know some dudes ain't like that. But for those who are willing to do that and and go through, you know, being that friend zone for months, years or whatever until you know, but at that point, just leave me, become a better person and less of an ass, and then come back and show me how good of a person that you became after I'm single. It won't like it won't happen until unless the dude tries first. Like he, unless he tries something first and it doesn't work, then he'll fall back. But 
if he just waits for her to make the like give us any type of signs and signals to like any any cracks in the in the armor he gonna try to go for it like you know you're gonna wait until i'm weak so you can pounce on me and devour me that literally is how that sounds i'm a deer when you being stalked by a lion to be eaten and then thrown away like a carcass I mean, that's one way to look at it. But, but it, that's the reality. But I'm just speaking for those who are doing that. Because some dudes let you know, like, off off top. Like, yeah. hey, um, I like you. Can we go out? Or, like, not even go out. I like you. Can we have sex? Some dudes will go straight to the, like, not even go out. And I will out. have more respect for you then instead of lying to me for six years, five years, whatever. Like, lying to me for multiple years just to get in my pants. Because the moment that you try that joint, getting into my pants, like, it's different if you realize it along the way and that wasn't your original intention. But if you sat there and been like, I've liked you since we met, blah, blah, blah. No, get out my face. Don't talk to me. I'm blocking you on all platforms. You discuss me as a human. Look at yourself. Go... Uh, get slapped but in the face by your mama because I ain't it. Yeah. Like, period. And, it, and there might be some dudes that realize it along the way. Like, they might start off like, you know, like just being friends because you don't, you know, you might like her but you don't know how to per how she is as a person. So when you when you hang out with her, and then you know you see oh okay she's cool she's funny she likes to go out okay. You know, and then... And if it, she don't catch on when, like, you are trying to get be serious with her, that's her fault on that end. Let me just lay that out there. If, or she just... Like, she if, might... Or she might know and just might not, you know, catch the signs on purpose. But there's some people that are, like, legitimately oblivious. Oh, yeah. Like, this, this girl, she was like... Uh, the dude was like... I don't know why you sit there and let Buddy hurt you like that. You know he don't like you. You could always be with me. And then they it's like she would both start laughing and then he would like slyly laugh following her. Like, oh, you always make me laugh when you say that joke. And, you know, after she leaves, he'll be like, yeah, it, it was a joke. Yeah. But you've been going through that for two years because she still hasn't freaking realized that you actually wanted to go out on a date with her. Yeah. Because she doesn't see you like that. Maybe right. you don't carry yourself like that. But Or she's just an oblivious human being. Right. But it, it, it really depends, man. But I, I think I think it's possible. It's just, I just, um, you just got to let them know up front, man. Like, you got to, you just got to take that take that risk because it'll, you'll know where to stand, where they stand with you when, you know, instead of waiting and not um, and being let down later. I'd I rather get it out the way than, you know, get the, get that, you know, the, the response later because, again, it can go either way. If you wait till later, you know, you say y'all been talking for months, a couple months, and then you you wait to like y'all been cool for like a year to be like, hey, I just, you know, I want to tell you like, look, I really like you. I didn't, 
you know, I didn't know how to tell you at first because I didn't know how you would react. And then, you know, if she'd be like, oh, well, you know, I'm sorry, but I only see you as a friend or that's crazy because I like you too. And I didn't know how to tell you. Like, yeah, yeah but I rather, if it's rejection, especially if it was rejection, I'd rather get that out the, out the way. way. You know what I'm saying? Don't so you're not there. let down later. Don't sit there and like fail yourself. Because now you have to contemplate either. if you would still be cool with her, even though you're attracted to her, or or vice versa, you're attracted to him because it's it's gonna put a it's gonna it's gonna make our relationship awkward. And I would just like to say, if you do feel that way about somebody too, please don't like, and you not willing to talk about it, please don't sit there and wait for them dating wise mm. like until until you gain the courage or until they're finally single please go out with other people like there might be somebody better out there for you and then you fall out of that and then you don't you don't even have to address the situation they might all right because then they they might be blatantly they might not be as nice as rejection because some people are just blunt and you know because you might tell them hey i like you and I, I liked you for a while, and they just be like, "You know, I see you as a brother." Like, no, we're not, no, I'm not doing that. Like, I think a thing that we're not talking about here too is some people are great friends and terrible to date. Like, that too. Terrible. That what too. if you actually and they're like, "Yeah, I like you too," and then you realize that they are trash as a girlfriend or boyfriend or spouse. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just imagine, now you don't ruin your friendship because you realize that your friend is a butt. And they're terrible people. I was told one time, uh, chick told me I couldn't, I, we couldn't date because I was too nice. She didn't want a nice dude. I'm like. She got she got some scars she dealing with, but okay. She's like, yeah, that's not gonna work. I was like, why not? She's like, you too nice. So she wanted a bad boy, a hood dude, or something. She wants the thrill of having. A she bad got it. Boy. So you like thugs? Okay. <laughs> Just say that. You know what I'm saying? But. Yeah, I, but if I she was to see you now, she'd probably be ca come crawling back with three kids and uh, <laughs> no assistance because you like said bad boys and they probably left you while we was pregnant. Yeah, like because they weren't really. Yeah, probably do she was messing with weren't really doing doing nothing with their life. And right, or they might be in jail. Still in the same neighborhood and hanging with the same people. They also ain't doing nothing with their life. People but. say that and then don't realize the long-term <laughs> ramifications of dealing with somebody yeah. who is a bad boy. Yeah. I had a come-to-Jesus moment with one of my friends. We were out on a double date with these two older gang members, let's be honest. And uh, I realized that I wasn't about that life very very quickly, I was not about that life. So I chose to hop out and be, I'm good. And go on about my day. We're not all about that life, yo. Yeah. 
But yeah, I think it's supposed to just let the person know up front. Yeah. Don't waste my time. Yeah. Because, ooh, if you waste my time, I'm going to read you your rights and then some. And then I'm going to let all my friends know how terrible of a person you are, too. <laughs> like, I will. You just if there was a Google review for your personality, I would post it. Yeah. <laughs> You're the type of person to get somebody blackballed. Like, like, hey, he, hey, hey, you see him? Don't book him nowhere. He can't go nowhere. Don't talk to him. Don't kick it with him. Don't skate with him. Nothing. Like, yeah, man, no. Get that man blackballed. Don't disrespect me like that. Crazy. So, what's, um, let the people know, like, what's some of your, uh, what's your favorite people to watch on YouTube? And like, you know, channels that you uh, you follow. Hmm. On YouTube. Uh. Shout out to Google Foods. That's that's our guy. Yeah. Uh. First of all, he be doing random stuff with meat. But his editing skills are fantastic. Like, his technique. And just everything. Like, it makes you hungry every single time. Every single time. Um, for fashion, I really like Clever Style. They're all, like, quirky um, individuals. Uh, I wish they had more plus-size women trying on things, though. That annoys me quite often. But overall, I still like their personalities enough to watch regularly. Um, glow with Joe for fitness. She's the bomb diggity. If you want to sweat your tail off while just like walking and like not legit having to get on the floor or anything like that in 30 minutes or less, like that's your girl. Um, he's seen me like just come back panting from the living room. <laughs> You've actually seen me from start to finish just do it. Kind of the light scan shit? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Walking in place. Yeah. Um, and then who else? Um, I don't know. I'm more of a podcast over Spotify type of person. Like when it comes to YouTube, it's a whole lot of random. Uh, Tim and Chia vlogs are always lit especially since they've had baby beta she's super cute um so i watch those like binge watch those periodically um blue therapy was lit um watching those couple therapy counseling sessions crazy um yeah i, I would i would say that and oh rdc world one yeah. I have to mention them. Them niggas is funny. Like, <laughs> honestly, one of the best content creators out there. And then Caleb City, which we were just watching, he's also hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I follow like four or five podcasts. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, you watch a lot. Um, Drink Champs. Uh, Agreed. I used to be a fan of uh, Joe Budden's podcast until they fell out. And now we just watch Rory and Maul. I had to choose sides 
Well, once I got both sides of the story, then I realized, like, how just much, how much Joe, like, don't value friends and, like, just let money and media get in the way of his his friends. Like, he, he put a lot of stuff over his friends. So, um, I unsubscribed from that. And, um, well, just, just how quickly he was, like, willing to replace them <laughs> after what we thought, um, they had squashed everything when they, uh, after the whole situation happened and they had their first episode back and, you know, we all, everybody thought everything was cool, but the real fans knew it was still tension in between them. So we didn't know how things was gonna go from then on. And then you know, eventually it just it never was. We found out it never was really fixed, and Rory and Maul just you know gave up and started their own podcast. So which I'm a fan of now. It's um, way more interesting content. Let's be honest. Yeah, because it's like, all right, anybody who watches Joe, and if you've been watching since they started, you know, like, a lot of the times, it's Joe's opinion, and him yelling, screaming, and a lot of uh, Parks just ad-libbing with him yelling and screaming, and being a yes man, and he'll ask for their opinions but don't really value it like it don't hold to him their opinions don't really hold no weight so it was like what was the point of even having them give their opinion but nine times out of ten depending on what they were talking about i would always side with rory maul versus him or what they or what they were talking about so but even then, you know, they had their moments where they was all on the same accord and they can laugh and joke and, you know, it, it would be a good time for everybody. But, um, you know, just for them last couple, um, for those last couple episodes, like right before the big blow up, like you could just tell like things wasn't right between them and, you know, with Rory inviting Joe to his hands and things not being really kosher between him and Maul. So I just I just decided like I had to make a decision like I can't watch this anymore because Joe just really showed his ass and I couldn't do it. Like it was just it was a lot. So I unsubscribed from his page, I unfollowed him on IG <laughs> everything. So um I used to be a big fan of that but I had to I had to cut it off. Um what else do I watch? Um, it's another podcast I follow called No Studio and uh, by a battle rapper named uh, Gichi Gotti. Uh, another thing too, big fan of battle rap. Um, anybody who watched battle rap, kid me up. We talk battle rap. I'm part of a, a, a huge battle rap group on Facebook. Um, I follow the URL, follow uh, RBE. Um, anything they uh not every battle they put out but like if it's top tier dudes then i'll watch it but yeah um 
what else? I watch a lot of reaction videos, people reacting to different stuff, because half the time I'll be laughing at the people reaction versus the video itself. I just think it's better that way to get like a second opinion on something. So I think it's cool just to see how people reacting to different stuff out here. Like when, when new songs drop and, or videos for songs drop or just random videos that they see on the internet, stuff like that. Um, what else? Uh, oh, uh, Randy Santel. We, uh, we both follow him. Yeah. Big fan. Um, or just seeing white people just be uh, professional food eaters in general. But I don't know. For some reason, we really got attached to him. <laughs> like, we just, like, for real. It's been what? Like, four years? Yeah. It's like him and well now his girl, too, uh, Katrina. Katrina so, eats kilos. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, we just saw one of his videos, and it was just like, all right, cool. And then, I don't know. Some had some clicked, and then we just started binge watching his videos because they're not too long and they're not too short. Because it's like he gets straight to the point. Like he'll show you what he about to eat, go through everything on the plate, where he like, where he at, what restaurant it is, and like how much it costs if he lose. And he always just get and what a, he gonna win? Yeah. Which is a shirt and like hit a, a picture on the wall and a meal for free, right? <laughs> so it's like, all right, so yeah, it, it, but it's it, it's cool. So it, it's it's something that I mean, if you into that type of stuff, and he's not like super gross with it either. Yeah, he eat like real clean, like when because he don't rush. Like the way he eat is like convenient for him, and it's not sloppy because you know when some. Most people do it. It's like real sloppy. Yeah, and they'll like sit there and like dip their food in a bottle yeah, of uh, like, water. Yeah, like <laughs> when you when you watch like competitive hot dog eating videos and they like and they like they dip the whole thing in water because they don't want the bread to like start like um, expanding. And, all right, expanding in their stomach. I'm like, bruh, I don't want to see that. But he don't even do hot dogs because th- this is a cliche thing to do. He do like. He just find random restaurants that have food challenges. And they're usually big portions. Yeah. Different. It'll be like a really huge burger or like a, like, I don't know, like five pieces of steak with hella sides or something like that. But And he like goes across the entire world doing yeah, challenges. He'll, like he started really off well in known. the country and then he went out like overseas and did some. But yeah, he did. He, he's created like a huge following now and. It's, it's fun to watch. And it's not his long-term end game, too. And he stays, like, he's made sure to keep himself healthy long-term, which yeah. is insane for being a, a competitive eater for the past 11 years. Yeah. But, yeah, man, just, I don't know. A lot of stuff we end up just, YouTube is just a, a huge wormhole that you can go down and just find something that you really interested in i do want to shout out some of my favorite spotify podcasts you're not on spotify like that too not really yeah so i'm a visual like i gotta see it like yeah it's hard for me to like listen to podcasts unless we like on a long road trip or something then yeah but just sitting at home listening to a podcast just the audio nah i can't do that 
Well, my favorite podcast um, for true crime is, of course, my favorite murder with Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. Um, shout out to them. They're super funny. Um, and then anime, the Sailor Moon podcast, um, which is ran by a black woman, Victoria. Uh, she had Sweetie on there and a whole bunch of other dope people. So that was super cool. Um, including the original voice actor for Sailor Jupiter and um, the Sleep With Me podcast. If you're trying to go to sleep within like 10 minutes or less and you struggle with that, that man has the most melodic voice known to man. And um, I don't know about that. He is it, like melodic as in just it's one note. Like he sounds like Bill Clinton. <laughs> <laughs> like trying to put you to sleep. Welcome to the Sleepy Podcast. I could kind of see that, but um, are you ready to go to sleep? Fast? And uh, he's big on like mental health and Black Lives Matter and all of that. So that's a super cool bonus. Um, the. Uh, I think I've enjoyed Black Girl Therapy. Haven't listened to it in a while, but I did want to shout that out too. Um, and the Conspiracy Theories podcast, great. Unsolved Mysteries podcast, great. Oh, oh uh, Science Versus, also great. She falls asleep to Unsolved <laughs> Mysteries, and I'm like, how do you fall asleep to them describing? <laughs> How a chick was buried was found buried under somebody's backyard. Like she's and she's sound asleep. Why does they explaining this? I'm still up on my side of the bed. Like, yo, why they why they find her like that? Like, <laughs> hear me out, hear me out. Um, in undergrad, I minored in criminology. Um, my my final thesis was creating my own serial killer. So you just have to understand that I'm just a little twisted and um, I really find mysteries and true crime as a whole extremely fascinating to understand the mindset of the person doing what they did. That still don't make it no less disturbing though. Like, how do you... It is like... It'll be they had like the X Files X Files music playing in the background. I'm like, how are you sound asleep to this, yo? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, no, nah, we gotta figure out where this dude is. Well, they they'll be explaining something, and they'll be like, this dude is still on the loose. <laughs> we have to find him. Like, I don't. All of a sudden, I get involved, and I don't even listen to this podcast. I'm like, yo, we have to find him. Yeah, but you got to admit the conspiracy theories one is pretty interesting. Like, who else was going to tell us that the FBI tried to have MLK commit suicide? Hmm? It's proven. The FBI wrote Martin Luther King Jr. faking to be a black man saying that uh, he should kill himself and he knows that he needs to do it. Look, man, all I know is... He really didn't want to do them marches because there's a photo that came out that wasn't circulating like at first, but there's a photo of him right before the march with a pack of cigarettes sitting on the side in the train station 
about to light one up and tying his shoes with the most ang like angry, unenthused look on his face. Like he didn't want to. It's probably not because he didn't want to do it. It's probably because he was fed up with the situation as a whole. Like imagine you having to pretty much like sacrifice time with your kids, take away time from your life, all of this stuff to for a higher calling. Like I already don't like when people, you know, have to spill out on me or too much or like I have to do something that I feel like I shouldn't have to do. Like we even go through that now where we're like why don't people realize that black people exist and can go and move about the cabin the way they want they want to why do we sit here and have to fight through it repost it sit here and watch other black people die and try and make a change about have it offspring. correct but i'm saying isn't that exhausting wouldn't you be exhausted wouldn't you be frustrated wouldn't you be pissed off it's exhausting but as a as a people, we're not willing to move to a whole nother country to start over. But we shouldn't have to. We shouldn't have to. If we were born here, then what's the problem? Because the, the the racist white people will always see us as less than or inferior because of history. And you are more than likely not gonna hear any black person say fed up to the point and I'm going back to the motherland you want to know why because majority of the motherland is not set up yet to where we can survive on what we've been used to since we've been here but you'd be surprised by how much of Africa is though yeah there's parts people of sit there and again it's because of eurocentric thinking and our understanding of what white people have told us yeah. how africa is that we think that it's a place that we can't return to as of yet because we will lose because they only the show amenities you, that we're used to they only show you the 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 countries that's still doing poorly like when they show them real depressing commercials late at night, oh, can you please spare uh, a, a nickel or a dime to feed these kids? Like, for a while, people only thought, like, all of Africa was like that. When it's not. If you go to, like, Johannesburg or uh, uh, Cape... Um, Cape Town. Yeah. That ain't like that. Johannesburg looks like Seattle <laughs> if you go there. Like, it's not all of Africa is like that. If you go to Egypt, like, Egypt has highways and civilization. Like, you, not all of Africa is huts, uh, you know, teepees and, and you know, village people not having that much to work with. Like, it's, it's all about perception. So, once we figure that out, then yeah, we'll we'll be better, like. But it's, it's all, at the end of the day, it's all about perception. But you 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 ain't gonna hear a lot of black people say they gonna go back just off the simple fact of don't want to start over. 
and like really start from scratch, like in a whole nother country. Cause once we get used to something, that's what we like. Hold on to that. For real. But like I was telling you earlier this week, I heard a really impactful comparison of um, the first black fighter pilot that was in France of all places. Um, but he was an American citizen um, that fought with France for World War I. Um, he sat there and was able to open his own nightclub, was friends with Louis Armstrong. Um, who else? Uh, was it Phyllis Hyman? Or no, Josephine Baker uh, babysat his children um, when they were younger. Like he was able to make this serious impact in France after hearing how great of a place it was from his father for so many years um, and leaving at the age of 11 to um, go to Europe in the first place, learning all these different languages and being overall socially accepted and awarded for his heroism and his impact and uh, the things that he had done for the country, eventually getting France citizenship. His older brother stayed in America, went to Morris Brown College and was lynched for uh, trying to get his father's peach farm, like actually start working on there themselves versus allowing the white people that were managing it for all these years and just sending a little bit of the money that they were actually making to continue to do so. Like because he stayed in America and his brother decided to go to another country, he was better treated. Not saying that racism doesn't exist over there, but there's still more lands of opportunity outside of America in other places that we don't consider and we should. Yeah. We definitely should. Look, man, London was cracking. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. When we went, London was cracking. I felt at home. I felt at, like I felt, well, not, I didn't feel like at home at home, but I felt like this is somewhere where I can be. And then, you know, there in like Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if we had to move out the country because, I don't know, the U.S. decided... Wilding. Like, if the U.S. is wilding. <laughs> if, the, if they decided to make the purge real or some shit, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, and we just had to go, then I'm, yeah, I'm going to London, bro. Like, that's, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm from London now. Start talking like them, walking like them, everything. From London no breath. Way. From London. For real. Like, it's, it's, it's like that. I'm trying in my car for a bike. <laughs> like, it's, it's going to be real out here. Because honestly, I mean, the, the, the streets in London ain't that, like, they really narrow out there. They are. Like, ain't no point of driving no more. Just just get a scooter or a bike. Like, everything is a walking distance anyway. Like, 
you, you don't need a car out there. Not everything is in walking distance. You need to take the train. If you live in the city, if you, if you live like in the city, yeah, it's not that bad. But if you live on like the outskirts of London, yeah, you, you, I would get like a, oh, I would get like a metro a, card. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um. So, uh, last thing I want to get into is um. I don't know if there are married couples that listen to us, but if you do, uh, there's some that can attest to this. Uh, we recently just uh, finished up uh, uh, premarital, um, counseling. premarital counseling and uh, just, you know, just to for some things that, you know, we could um, we can work on and what things that need to be addressed, you know, before we tie the knot and become one. And, um, cause originally we started out doing a book, like, you know, reading the chapters and answering the questions and then we would, um, talk about it together. But um, I just felt like it was better if we just sit down and talk to somebody, whether it be in person or like virtual, which, and we ended up doing it virtually. And we would just, we would meet up for like one, uh, once a month. What was it, twice a month? It was every other week. Yeah. So I just found that to be better to just, you know, get like a, a opinion, you know, based off of what we would tell them, um, just to see like what, would be the best way to um, work on the, the the topics that we wanted to address. And because um, one thing we, well, because we, we, we talked about loyalty, com- uh, communication, um, finances. Parenting. Yeah, parenting. And um. what else? Conflict management. Yeah, conflict management and um, was that it? Mm. Can't remember. I think it was intimacy. Yeah. Yeah. So, and spirituality. Yeah, and we just we we learned that. Um, I think she went into it. You know, our our counselor went into it thinking like it was a like it was gonna be like a good amount that was you know wrong with us. But it wasn't because a lot of the stuff that we wanted to address, we we've been working on. We've by been ourselves. working on it by ourselves, and it was like you know, it was less work that she had to do. And I felt like it was like less stress off her back. So, um, but yeah, I think everything that needs to be talked about is important in the marriage because without some of those things, the the the, the marriage won't won't function and you you find yourself in situations you don't need to be in you know or some some conversations that need to be brought up that may not be brought up at first but at some point you got to talk about it so but um yeah we just we learned that um just communicating and talking and not really holding nothing in, it, it works. And I mean, 
for anybody else that's married or about to get married, um, you know, they can understand that. But for people who are uh, aren't married yet or plan on getting married, we highly recommend that if you're trying to figure out what to do for counseling or if you feel like you don't need counseling. I feel like everyone needs counseling. I feel like it's something that you have to realize no matter how long you have been together before getting married, marriage is different. And I think that's something that, you know, Sterling had to realize. And um, I feel like I had a concept of, but only to a certain degree. So I think it was really important in that aspect. Yeah. Is there any like major takeaways or like thoughts that you felt weren't, you hadn't thought of that you feel like other people should know or think about now? Discuss the prenuptial agreement with your your partner, you know, before y'all go into it, because that needs to be established beforehand. Because you don't want, you know, you don't want it to come out later. Like, your partner ends up being greedy or, you know, there's stuff that they think they was entitled to that they had nothing to do with or, you know, for whatever reason. So, I think that's one thing that needs to be straightened out before y'all go into, um, go into the marriage. I mean, now, if you feel like you don't need one because y'all trust each other, okay, cool. But please keep in account if your significant other has any form of debt or loans or anything along those lines, think about a prenuptial agreement as a protection for them and your children and your household and everything along those lines so that those debt collectors, if something was to happen to them, won't come after you in the process. Yeah. Um... But yeah, uh, trying to think what I took away from that. Um, I don't know. I just felt like the counselor learned more about us than anything because <laughs> we once she asked us certain things, it was just like you know things that we plan on doing or how we handle certain situations. It was like it was really. A learning process for her because we had already talked about some of this stuff like how we would you know like how we would discipline the kids and um if we uh if we would have separate bank accounts and and how have an account together uh, stuff like that and it was just like well i mean we you know we already established that already but um, it was really like one long interview for me. Like just one long interview. Well, the whole purpose was for her to navigate through what we've gone through already and provide us with tools to make them better. Yeah. Which she did. She gave us apps for like um, additional questions budgeting like scheduling um monthly finance meetings uh coming up with short-term and long-term goals 
redirecting our feelings towards ourselves and not like pushing them onto each other, you know, conflict resolution on things and having those conversations and coming as a united front in front of our kids and like potentially having conversations after the fact if there's something that we don't agree with. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would, uh, I would recommend it, um, you know, especially, like, if y'all really, if y'all argue a lot and you don't really have no guidance for nobody to go to. Or if you're struggling with your own personal things, that you haven't like fully gotten a handle on yourself and you don't want to be a burden on your other either. Yeah. Yep. Um, so we had today. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll, uh, see y'all next week. Uh, we got next week and then the week after that yeah we have exactly three weeks until we're married from today yeah um it'll be from yesterday by the time you hear this so you'll you'll get an episode next week and then the week after that and then that's it it'll be a while that's it for two weeks we might do yeah we might do like a, a a honeymoon vlog i don't know but um other than that yeah let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what you want to see. We'll definitely talk about Aruba when we get back. But, yeah. So, it's been real. See y'all people next week. And uh, be safe. Stay dangerous. Like, comment, share, subscribe. Uh, big douche. <laughs>